When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. We head over to Aussie to talk to the great Greg Martin. G'day, mate. How are you, Marto? Yeah, good, Ricardo. Hi, Steve. Hey, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Well, no, I'm not great because I was expecting a lot more from the Wallabies and they let us down again. Well, if it makes you feel better, we won't, mate. Yeah, you're all right. That's fine. (laughs) Isn't it funny? What have you guys been? You guys have been losing one, winning one. We're the other way around. We've been winning one, losing one. It's unbelievable. But welcome to the world of Australian rugby where we build up your hopes and then let you down on a weekly basis. Bloody hell. It was awful. Yeah, mate, it's the competition this right this year, right? Um, even even world rugby, international rugby, uh, things have got pretty even amongst all the teams pretty quickly. Yeah, it's going to be first time you've seen it going into a World Cup, even a year out. There is normally oh three teams might be able to win it. The All Blacks are always in the mix there, but now it's eight. It's quite incredible for the world of rugby. But if you're uh, if you if you're a fan of either of our two teams, the ABs or the Wallabies, you're going oh why can't we? Like, that was the first time last night that Dave Rennie had the same starting 15. And you thought, right, oh, we can build some combinations heading to the World Cup based on that win against um, South Africa in Adelaide. And they just let themselves down. It's got to be a mindset thing because they, they're still the same players week after week. So it has to be a psychological thing. Thought they were so good and they just had to go on the field and do it again. And they just got smashed by the box. Right? It's, oh, it's disturbing. A full house, the first new te- first test match at the new stadium. It was all built up to be magnificent in the heartland of Australian rugby in Sydney, and then then the Wallabies go out there and perform like that. Wallaby fans deserve a medal for hanging on. Yeah, mate, it was uh, it was it was it was a tough watch. I I'm, I agree with you. I just think uh, the Africans turned up with a different attitude uh, this week than last week, and, and and possibly just like the All Blacks, the um, you know the the Aussies probably weren't quite there after a great win the week before, and. You know, sometimes it comes down to the inches and, and attitude is a big part of those inches. Attitude, you're right, mate. Well, attitude to start, and that's why they blew us away early. So the monster said the collision. But there's no real excuse for some of our ball handling and kicking. Like, that's... You're a professional. You should be able to be consistent week after week in terms of those things, and that can fix attitude while the game's going on. So, oh, I don't know. I know we're building a lot of depth over the last two years with all the injuries and chopping and changing, but... That could well be the worst test match the Wallers have put in since Dave Rennie's been coach. Uh, yeah, they, how can you go backwards in a week like that? It's not just all attitude. I guess it is attitude. It's psychology, thinking you're too good, thinking it's just going to happen. I don't know when they'll learn, but it's all blacks now. It's really, that was devastating because we were in such a high after last week going, right, we're, we're away here. If you're a Wallaby fan, we might actually get a bit of traction and get a bit of notice in the media away from the NRL and AFL grand, final series. But no, they've let themselves down again, and now everyone can just go, oh, the Wallabies are hopeless. The, yeah, the, the casual rugby fan now thinks after last night, oh, no, that was, I'm not going to worry about the Wallabies, and again, they fall off the radar. 
What what do you uh, make, Greg, of Dave Rennie's reign there? Because we have seen, we I, I thought the the Wallabies showed a great deal of spine and fortitude in that first test in Argentina to come back the way they did, trailing by nine a couple of times, and then they gave up, got 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 a hiding, and then they beat South Africa, and then they turn up or didn't turn up last night. I mean, where are you with Dave Rennie's tenure at the Wallabies? I think I'm like a lot of people, a lot of the players have taken a while to buy in. He's, they're really good at chaotic rugby. Like when things go a bit mad, which is how, well, how you guys, how the ABs are a magnificent at transition and chaos rugby. Um, we're getting good at that, but when, we're still not good enough at the basics. We're probably not big enough. We're not good enough at the set pieces. Our defence seems to be okay. But, yeah, mate, they don't seem to advance. So you wonder, isn't that the job's coach to keep advancing them? But you can't go changing. We're a year out from the World Cup. We've just got to keep sailing this ship and hopefully there's consistent performances. Mate, I think you have the same problem we have over here is that um, when the game, when they're the slow-paced games with heaps of heat at the breakdown, you tend to struggle mm. like like we struggle. We we still haven't we still haven't caught how to play the Northern Hemisphere style when it's when it's that game, and I, I think a lot of it's got to do with Super Rugby because it's always just open and fast. It's just fast yeah, rugby. Good call. So, mate, I you know. I, I, I sense that you guys were struggling because Africa turned up to play that slow game last night, and and it's a it's a tough it's a tough game to beat when they do it well. It's it's pretty tough to break down. Oh yeah, well like that first test where you guys lost to them in um, South Africa, they just crush you. When they come out and they're ready to go, they crush you because they came out. You know, you guys beat them uh, beat them in that last game in South Africa, and then they come to Adelaide and they were a little bit. Oh, they they didn't know where they were at, and they didn't turn up with that. They didn't turn up with attitude, and then they play poorly. If they're on, they're bloody hard to beat. But um, the simple fact was, we weren't, we can't match them up front, which is why we can't beat England, and we'll probably won't be able to beat Ireland. And we struggle with Scotland. You're right. Northern Hemisphere teams play solid, steady, build-up rugby. Uh, Wallabies have trouble with, but do, when it's open and fast, we go well. Do we need to um, change up Super Rugby? Do we need to put a real emphasis on everyone? Okay, both sides, uh, Australia and New Zealand. We need to have a real emphasis on how to break down this rush D, how to break down this Northern Hemisphere style this year. God, I don't think you do it because I don't know about over there, but our our uh, provinces are all sort of running their own own program. The national coach really doesn't get it to get to be stamp on it. So you come together, and he has to build it all again when they come together after Super Rugby. So you'd love to say this is how we want to play, but we don't have a national uh, blueprint. We've just got Dave Rennie when he gets them together going, right, this is how we want to play. And, he rec- and I reckon, I keep hearing, some of the boys have trouble going from the real structured, let's say there's a lot of Brumbies in the team. Some of them yeah. have trouble, especially the back, have trouble transferring from that to Test Rugby, and it's taken them a while. So see, with that in mind, you think the deeper they go into a rugby championship, the better they should be getting. But last night didn't say that. I thought, oh, we're away here. We'll be right. Bloody two weeks in a row against the Springboks, then bring on the All Blacks, and now we're back to square one. It's very frustrating. It, it sounds like you've got the opposite problem to what gets talked about over here, mate, because over here the yeah. criticism is that all our super rugby teams, teams play the same style of rugby, so it becomes homogenised, and we don't know how to play against teams that play different. Well, it's been borne out against Ireland, isn't it? And also that against South Africa. So there's something to it, mate. There's no doubts at all. So, But I don't think you can't legislate to change Super Rugby. It's just it's got to be coached into them when they're together with the national coach. Makes it hard, though, because everyone overseas, you know, let's say Ireland and England, take them as the two examples that have been down here this year, they got themselves organised. They all seem to be buying into the same program, whereas 
we're running a bit of chaos. It is chaos. That's what we seem to be running, but we're good at it. But when people drag us into a fight, we, we have trouble. Yeah, un- yeah. Unfortunately, Test Rugby right now is, um, you know, if you're trying to attack and, and play from everywhere, you're at a massive disadvantage against these teams that just kick. Like, like if we go back to the Brumbies in Super Rugby, they were pretty one-dimensional, Northern Hemisphere style, kick for the corner, driving yep. more, you know, and, and they actually did pretty damn good at it. Um, I, I, I thought we might see a little bit more of that from the Aussie team this year, particularly against the Africa and New Zealand where they're, not as big, not as strong, but it's sort of a game that you can keep yourself in the match. I mean, the Argies did it against us last week. They 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 won the match because they were just in. They kept themselves in the game, playing the tight stuff. Well, that's yeah. You've got to pull them back. Yeah, they want to. They go. Oh, we can play really wide open rugby, but there's time and place for it. Last night, the Wallabies kicking was a disaster. You know, not just kicking out on the full all the time, but kicking poorly, and puts us under more pressure. Whereas you see South Africa kicked at us last night. And were there every time the ball arrived, they were there either in the air or on the ground straight away. Mate, We've I... We've got to kick better up. Working on that one. Yeah, mate, I thought Nick White was... His kicking game was probably the worst we've seen um, last night. Is that down to having a tough week? Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess everyone... You know, people say, oh, no, I don't read anything in the media, but I bet you he did. And he probably feels embarrassed like the rest of Australia did at what happened the week before. Yeah, you're probably right, mate. They would have been playing on his mind going, maybe I need to pull my head in and not be such a dick. Should he got a yellow card for being such a dick? <laughs> I reckon so, mate. I good on you. Yeah. It's bloody good well, to hear. That's like as bad as the underarm, I reckon. Yeah, mate, I agree. That was terrible. Everyone was embarrassed about it. So maybe I'd reckon they probably did give him a dressing down. The team leadership said, you're making us look bad. You know, it's not good look for the kids. Because you imagine everyone yeah. just starts diving like players after that. Yeah, it was horrible. Should, I would have, I would have dropped into the bench over that. I would have, uh, I would have put him at training, put him on the bottom of a pretend ruck, and let just everyone just climb into him. <laughs> but that's just me. That. that might have been what was wrong. Nah, because he's still got a moustache. I would have rucked his moustache off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. terrible. Was, was Australia disappointed with him? Like we haven't heard much. Was Australia? Oh, yeah. oh mate, yeah, of course. But um, mate. He's the um, it's not good. rugby's not getting much of a mention. You know how big yeah. AFL is. You know how big NRL is. They're reaching their finals. They're sorting all themselves out, and the and the media because News Corp. I don't know if this is a more a, a big issue. News Corp doesn't own rugby with Fox etc. anymore, so they don't want to even print any rugby over here. So you're lucky to get anything. So the little the casual rugby observer, not the rusted on dudes who go to every game, the casual rugby observer who love the Wallabies when they're winning. They're not getting any news. They wouldn't even know about Nick White. It's only you know true rugby fans who would have watched that South African game. So we need to be... The only way rugby, and you've seen it, the only way rugby goes any good, win a World Cup, it starts to get some attention. But if we beat you guys in the Bledisloe, um, it'll start start to make the headlines again. But until then, we're playing 12 black test matches during the final series of our domestic uh, rugby league in AFL. So it's hard for rugby to get any traction over here again. Mate, I'm desperate for that not to happen. I've got 30 mates coming over for the Auckland Test match this year. Uh, oh, right. I'll be in all sorts of trouble if the Wallabies win, mate. I don't even <laughs> want to think about it. It's a, it's a weird one. I don't know if you guys have registered, but it's a Thursday night, the first one over here in um, 
in uh, Melbourne in Australia. The first first in Melbourne, the first test match is on a Thursday, which is going to be a weird, old weird old one. There'll be a lot of people not turning up for Friday for work. I figure. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Hey, um, Greg, while we've got you, mate, uh, there was something else that wanted to ask you. Obviously, you've got a bit of depth at the moment at halfback. Tate McDermott's not getting a look in at the moment. Jake Gordon's obviously on the mm. bench. Uh, what do you make of Tawira Kurbalo putting up the come and get me plea from France? Surely not. I, I saw it, but I, 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 you'd have to have three injuries to start thinking about him, surely. Because, you know, he's not committed. These guys are on the ground. Jake Gordon, um, Tate McDermott and Nick White, they're on the ground in camps the whole time. They're devoted to, you know, Australian rugby. I guess if you had two serious injuries, you'd go, listen, mate, can you come on into camp and learn everything? Because there's a lot... There's a lot in plays in terms of being the halfback. As you know, the whole game pivots around you. There's too much for him to learn just to drop him in. I think it was just pie-in-the-sky stuff going, oh, remember my mum used to play for the Wallaroos? So, yeah, I think it's I think it's nonsense. There you go. Yeah, I made a bit of a kick in the face to all the young boys on the fringe um, hanging around as well, waiting for an opportunity. And, um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just think that's a bit... Hey, what, what, what can I ask you? What is, like, I'm, I love Tate McDermott. He can swing a game, especially I'd rather him going on than Jake Gordon, or I'd even rather Tate McDermott starting. I just think he fires more attack than Nick White and Jake Gordon, so I'm not sure why or what he's done that doesn't get a run. Maybe it's his kicking's not good enough or something. Yeah, he's certainly an attacking halfback, um, is Tate, and you know he's, he's, he's played outstanding footy this year for, for Queensland. Um, yeah, I, Nick White, uh, uh, he's got that kicking game, right? Nick White's probably got the best kicking game out of the three of them, I would think. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but gee, he had a shocker on the weekend that he put them under all sorts of pressure against the world class, um, forward pack in your own 22. It makes it tough. Yeah, mate, the good thing is the rugby championship wide open. When's the last time you saw that? There's never been four teams vying for it with two games to go. So at least that'll get everyone's interest over the next uh, three weeks. Yeah, definitely will. Uh, well, what about um, at the 10 for you heading between now and the World Cup? Uh, obviously, Quade's out for a long period of time. It looks like James Cooper's had his last chance. So uh, all eggs in the uh, Lollaseo basket and, and maybe a Tane Edman or a Ben Donaldson to back him up? Yeah, I guess so. Mate, well, Quade's gone. You know, I don't think there's... Or maybe you put him in the squad, you know, the last member of the squad to go to the World Cup if he's right by then. But we've got to pick and stick now. Maybe a year out from the World Cup, you can build your depth in years two and three out from the World Cup. You can build all the depth you like and you find out the ones, you know, the eggs you like and the players you don't like. But then now it's time to build combos. So he has to, for the sake of his mental well-being and physical game to advance, he has to be chosen regularly at number 10 and we've got to wear it from there. Because last week he was tremendous. Last night, nothing went right to the Wallabies last night. There was no momentum. We Harvey fired a shot, played very, very... We were going 15 minute, minutes without playing any rugby. We've got no momentum, and that's what the um, that's what the, the uh, box can do to you. They just strangle your game, and we, we could, didn't get a chance to play with any continuity. So, but he needs to stay there, mate. That's got to be a given. Mate, all all the Northern Hemisphere teams can do that to you as well as well as Africa. So, you know, I, I think we're for the first time in a long time. I think um, Australia, New Zealand, Argentina are really up against it at this World Cup. There's there's some genuine teams now that can play that brand of rugby and, and, and do well, us We need to learn harm. how to get down and get dirty. we got to get real dirty. Get down in the trenches and fight for it, whereas we didn't do that last night and you guys didn't do it that first week in South Africa. So there's pretty lessons to be learned, but you just got to switch on from the start against those folks. I actually don't think it's about getting down and dirty. I think it's about not playing rugby. 
I think I think that's what they do best. They don't play rugby. They're happy to play in your territory and let you play rugby. Yeah. And and we just get too bored and we're like, oh, we're having a run because we got the ball. Uh, whereas they they'll get the ball, they'll kick it again. Like Ireland, like they they didn't play in their own half at all, not once. Uh, maybe yeah, one past and they'll kick it. Uh, if they go, to, you know, they they just don't want to play in your own half, and we we get sucked into. Oh, we got, finally got a bit of ball. Let's have a rumble, and um, their D's are good enough to. It went all right for you blokes last night for the ABs last night. Oh my god, that was some of those tries were super, and that's back to what we know of the All Blacks. But if yeah, if Argentina play like they did last year, or last week, yeah, you might break down after twenty meters, not score a ninety meter try. So yeah, you're right. It it, it keeps and on the day, there's no favourites for this World Cup. Yeah, it's uh, she's going to be a good tournament this one coming up, and 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 the um you know the next the next three weeks of uh, of our competition is going to be pretty exciting too. Not knowing who's going to win because everyone's in for it. Oh God, yeah. And then the spring tours that they'll they'll tell a lot. Spring tours, you won't be leaving too many at home. You want to find out what what you've got. Uh, hey, Greg, uh, just before we let you go, mate, I, I know uh, we talked a little bit of uh, All Blacks, but as a former international fullback yourself. If you're looking at Will Jordan or Geordie Barrett and you're an all-black selector, who are you putting in the 15? Oh, I'm putting Geordie Barrett. I love... Is there a doubt about that, is there? I didn't even realise. Oh, it's only my, only my doubt, mate. Wing. Why not have both right, I, Oh, no, I love Geordie and what he can do. And it just helped. Oh, no, I, I couldn't really go past Geordie. He, yeah, I just I just find Will Jordan's attacking ability. I, I, I don't see him as a winger on attack, but, a, gee, he's a brilliant... Footballer when he's got Body a ball in hand, yeah, and that's you know. So I, we were talking earlier about maybe um, you know defensively having Geordie at the back, but on attack putting Will at um, Will Jordan at fifteen and letting him sort of find some space and get the ball. And once again, we look at all black rugby with jealousy, going, "God, what a luxury to have." We're struggling to work out who our fullback is at the moment. God, so that's we've got problems at fullback. So we got to sort. Not a good thing a year out. We're still trying to sort out five eighth and fullback. You guys have got multiples. We've got not enough. Mate, we hear it a lot over here. Um, All Blacks uh, losing their invincibility status. Do you, do you see that? Yeah, for sure, mate. And that's been that's a constant thread over the history of rugby. You know, the All Blacks will be invincible for a number of years, and then somebody just breaks that. God, I remember when we did it in nineteen ninety before we won the World Cup in ninety no ninety. Yeah, 1990, going into 91, we beat you in one test and we turned around. You hadn't been beaten for four years, the Blacks. And we turned around and went, hold on, they're just humans. And that's what allowed Australia to beat you guys in the semi-final in 91. So it, it, players will go, no, I'm not scared. I'm not worried about anything. But when they look across at those All Blacks when they're in those moods that they get in over a, year, or a series of years, it's hard to convince yourself you can beat, beat them. So a few of these losses, yeah, would have helped everybody, especially Argentina beating them. All these other teams will now go... Anything's possible. Ireland beat. Yeah. Everyone's beating them. It's possible. So it gives everyone a lift. It's good for world rugby. Too. Especially at home, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, Greg, thanks very much for giving us some time on, on Father's Day, mate. I really appreciate it. Go well. Yeah, happy Father's Day to everyone. Enjoy. Enjoy you too, mate. Uh, have a frosty one for us. And uh, we'll catch up with you another time. Greg Martin there with us, uh, former Wallabies fullback. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.